Good evening, real life. Hallelujah. Come on and give God praise this evening if you're able. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. I don't know about you, but I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on and clap them hands, clap them, give clap emojis. Just give God glory for him being God and God all by himself. Hallelujah. Well, it is uh, my honor to be with you on tonight and share the word of God with you. Um, we have been in a series of examining the miracles of the Bible. And on tonight, we're going to continue in that series, examining the miracles of the Bible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But before we get started, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we give you praise. For Lord, thou art worthy. Thou art worthy to receive praise, honor, and glory. And Lord God, we come on tonight as humble as we know how, God, just to bless you, Lord God. Now, God, as I get ready to break the bread of life with your people on tonight, Lord God, I ask that you use me, God. Use me to your glory, Lord God. I don't want Albert to shine, but I want you and your glory to shine on tonight. And I pray that the information that's shared and uh, the word that's given on tonight be a blessing, not only to you, but to your people as well. I pray that you be glorified and your people be edified. Lord, I thank you. Now, God, forgive me for any and every sin. For I don't want nothing to stand in your way or hinder what you have to do in the lives of your people. So, God, we thank you and we bless you now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, as I said on tonight, we're going to be continuing in our series, Examining the Miracles of the Bible. And on tonight, uh, we're going to go to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 7 and verses 11 through 15. And we're going to uh, go a little bit deeper into uh, this miracle on tonight. Amen. And I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version on tonight. Hallelujah. Now it happened. The day after that, he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and a large crowd, and when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin and those who carried him stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak and he presented him to his mother. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, 
saying, A great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited his people. Let everybody say amen. Amen and amen again. Well, on tonight, I want to teach from the topic, the results when life and death encounter one another. The results when life and death encounter one another. Now, we want to just kind of paint a picture here of what's going on as we see uh, this dead young man being carried out of the city. And we have Jesus and his disciples, and I said a few, I said many of his disciples, and a crowd of people coming into the city. Now, before this took place in the previous uh, 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 chapters, we see how Jesus healed the centurion's servant. And, you know, we know the story. Uh, the, the, the centurion, he sent the son's people uh, to send word to Jesus that his servant was, 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 was ill, almost to the point of death. And he wanted Jesus to come and heal him. Well, I guess after thinking about it, you know, he said, you know what? Go back and tell the master, I'm not worthy. Don't trouble yourself. Uh, you know, I'm a man of authority. I tell people to come and they come. I tell people to go and they go. I know how that works. So, you know, don't trouble the master. Tell him just to send his word. Hallelujah. And guess what? He sent his word. And from that same very hour, his servant was healed. Now, we come to our text on tonight. And verse 11 says, now it happened the day after, meaning it was the next day. The very next day after Jesus healed the centurion's servant, here he runs up or comes up, up, up against this funeral procession that's coming out of town. Now, I want to talk about crowds on tonight. And Pastor, a few weeks ago, oh God, he, he broke that thing down about crowds. Uh, uh, a crowd to me is a casual collection of people, all kind of people. And Pastor taught us a few weeks ago that crowds can be obstacles we run into in our life. And I want to add to that, some people in crowds may not have your best interest at heart. Hallelujah. So think about that the next time you associate yourself with a crowd of people. Hallelujah. Well, before we go any further, I want to give a little geographical background before we get into the text. The city name is a town or city located in the Jezreel Plain, six miles southwest of Nazareth and two miles south of Mount Tabor. Now, 
It is spelled N-A-I-N, but pronounced name N-A-I-M. Did y'all hear that? It's spelled name N-A-I-N, but pronounced name N-A-I-M. All right. That's my geological fact with this Bible study on tonight. Hallelujah. So now we see a dead man being carried out of the city and Jesus coming in to the city. And they meet somewhere near the gate of the city. Here we have two large groups of people here near the city gate. And look what happens. I want to read verse 12, the eight clause. It says, and when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out. And I want to stop right there. The word behold or look, why does it say this? Why does the text say this? I, I asked the question, why does the text say this? Behold or look. Well, in ancient Jewish law says that Jews should not be viewed during or just before the funeral. All who were with Jesus was amazed at what they saw. They saw an open coffin with this dead young man inside it. And in Jewish customs, back then, that was a no-no. They put dead people, dead Jewish people, in pine boxes. And once they sealed pine coffins, and once they sealed it, that was it. They didn't do no embalming. They didn't do none of that. They put them in, and pretty much it was almost automatic that they was going to bury them. Well, here we see Jesus and his crowd with many of his disciples coming up on a funeral procession with an open coffin with a dead young man inside. Now, this was a special loss. See, the dead young man was the only son of his mother and she was a widow. So this was a double whammy or a double tragedy for this woman. The loss of her only son meant a miserable future for her. Not only did she lose her husband, now her only son was dead as well. Now, some commentaries say that the young man was under the age of 40. Now, I don't know. The Bible doesn't specifically say how old the young man was. But when I did some research and I looked up the Greek word for young man, and young man in the Greek is translated neoniskos. Neoniskos. And for you Bible scholars, Strong's 3495, the meaning 
is a youth under 40. Wow. A youth under 40. Now, that's a broad age range there now. We're talking about it could be anywhere from grade school, teenager, on up to 40. But we don't know. We still don't have a specific age for this dead young man. Hallelujah. But it had to be a tragic loss for this widow. She lost her husband, and now she loses a son, her only son. So Luke tells us that the dead young man was the only son of his mother. And the word only in this passage of scripture is translated in the Greek, mani, mani, mono, mono, let me get it right, monogamous, monogamous. And that means only born or only begotten child. Oh my God, what? The same word used to describe Jesus's connection to God the Father. See, Jesus is God's only begotten son. Y'all know John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to put a praise right there. Hallelujah. Monogamous. Monogamous describes a special or unique relationship between parent and child. A special connection. Wow. Now, look at what happens next. Jesus looks upon this widow woman who is going to bury her only son. And the scripture references him as her only son. Remember, monogamous, meaning a special or unique relationship or connection between parent and child. It also describes Jesus's connection to God the Father. Now, could this be a foreshadowing of Jesus looking down from the cross, hallelujah, on his dear mother Mary and seeing the pain, the hurt, the anguish that she was going to have to experience through this widow woman. Oh God, hallelujah. Remember Jesus on the cross, hallelujah, before he gave up the ghost, he said, woman, behold your son. And the disciple whom he loved, hallelujah, John right there, he said, Behold your mother. Jesus was so concerned about his mother before he gave up the ghost. He wanted to make sure she was taken care of. Oh my God, can you see him having compassion on this mother who lost her only son? Oh God, hallelujah. And see, right now, we see so much death going on around us. Hallelujah, COVID-19 COVID is running rapid right now in our society, in the world. Over 800 thousand people have died from this virus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I'm so glad that Jesus loves us so much that even COVID-19 cannot separate us from his love. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to put a praise right there. Yes, God. Glory
glory to God. Glory to God. Hey, glory. See, see, Luke uses the absolute form of Lord in verse 13. He says, when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. Now watch this. Jesus' focus wasn't on the open coffin like the rest of the crowd. His focus was on her. He gives his full attention to her. Hallelujah. And guess what? He will give his full attention. He gives his full attention to us, just like he did with this widow woman. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the Greek word for the Lord is translated Kyrios Christos. Kyrios Christos. Kyrios is used by slaves to refer to their masters. And Christos refers to Jesus being the anointed one and his anointing. And the Lord in this passage of scripture emphasizes Jesus' deity and his lordship. And guess what, y'all? And him being the Messiah. Oh, God. Do you see this here? The Messiah is comforting this widow woman. He says, do not weep. Do not weep. He has compassion on this woman. He has compassion on this widow woman. And I want to give the definition for compassion on tonight. Compassion, sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. Sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. And I want to give you a side note on tonight. Compassion motivates people to go out of their way to help the physical, mental, or emotional pains of another and themselves. Compassion is often regarded as having sensitivity, which is an, which is an emotional aspect of suffering. Oh God, Jesus immediately understood the situation and had sympathy and compassion upon this widow woman. Oh God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Compassion, sympathy. Oh, the message version says that when he saw this widow woman, it broke his heart. Jesus, we're talking about the Messiah. Oh God, cause he loves us just that much. Saints of God. Now, watch what happens next. Watch what happens next. When life and death have an encounter with one another, let's look what happens in verse 14 here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then he came and touched the open coffin. And those who carried him stood still. Hallelujah. Jesus touches the open coffin. 
Now Luke gives a vivid or real life image or picture of an open coffin. And everyone present could clearly see that the young man was dead. See, back then, a funeral procession was a big show. It was a parade, so to speak, with a crowd of people, a casual collection of many people, different people. Hallelujah. And with a crowd of people, you had at a, a funeral procession, you had ceremonial mourners, people that was paid to come and be a part of a funeral. Some even playing instruments. Wow. So now Jesus looked at this dead young man and spoke to the dead young man as if he were alive. Young man, I say to you, arise. So here's the results when life and death encounter one another. Verse 15, hallelujah. So he who was dead, sat up and began to speak. And guess what, y'all? Jesus presented him back to his mother. Oh, God. This once dead young man is now alive at the word of Jesus. Hey, is anything too hard for God? No, it isn't. Oh, somebody ought to put a praise right there. Hey, glory to God. Glory to God. See, this is only something that God alone can do. We're talking about raising this young man who was dead back to life. Hey, glory to God. And let's go to the book of Romans. Romans 4 and 17. And I want to read it from the New King James and the New Living, New Living Version. New King James says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Now, let me read it from the NLT. That is what the scripture means when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Do you see that there? Hey, calling those things, hallelujah, hallelujah, that are not as though they were. Oh, God, calling this young man who was dead as a doorknob, as they say. Hallelujah, back to life. Hey, presenting him back to this widow woman. Oh, somebody ought to put a praise right there. Oh, God loves us, cares for us so much that he will go the extra mile for us. Somebody needed to hear that on tonight. Hey, he will go the extra mile just for his people. Oh, God. So let's look at this now. Five things take place here when life and death encounter one another. The 
The first thing, the funeral procession stops, comes to a complete halt. And some commentators, some commentaries say that Jesus stops the funeral. Well, it doesn't specify that Jesus stopped the funeral, but we know the funeral procession stopped. Second, Jesus speaks to the grieving widow. He gives her his full attention. He gives her his full undivided attention. Third, Jesus touches the open coffin with the dead young man in it. Fourth, Jesus speaks to the dead young man. I say to you, arise. And fifth, the once dead young man sat up in the open coffin and began to speak. Oh my God, five things happened. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Five symbolizes God's grace. Oh, look at this. God's grace and mercy is right in line with his compassion for his people. Oh, somebody need to put a praise right there. Y'all gonna make me run around my dining room table tonight. Oh, grace, mercy, compassion. Grace, mercy, compassion. God's grace and mercy, hallelujah, falls right in line with his compassion for us right now today. Oh, I don't know who needed to hear that, but somebody out there listening, hallelujah, just give me a, a high five, a hand wave, a hallelujah, glory to God, glory to God. Hey, glory. And can you, can you see this crowd of people on both sides? You got the crowd that's leaving, going to bury this once dead young man. And then you have Jesus with many of his disciples and a huge group of people. Hallelujah. Hey, can you, can you hear them saying, what manner of man is this? I can remember the, the disciples distinctly saying that one time before uh, when they were on the ship when the ship was being tossed to and fro with the waves. And Jesus got up, commanded the waves and the wind to stop, peace, be still. And then they said, what manner of man is this? Can you imagine this was everyone's question who were there? Oh, uh, how about the pallbearers that were carrying the coffin? Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm carrying a coffin, if I'm a pallbearer and I'm carrying a coffin and the dead or the deceased person inside of that coffin gets up, I'm ghosts. I'm out of 5,000 as they used to say. I'm not sticking around. I'm gone. Hallelujah. But look at this. They stuck around. Hey, they were in amazement at what had just took place. Oh, God. What manner of man is this? Well, I'm glad that you asked the question. Let's go to scripture and we're going to find out what manner of man this is. Hey, let's go to John 14 and 6, New King James Version. John 14 and 6. 
listen to this. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Oh, glory to God. And let's go to John 11 and 25, New King James Version. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Oh, somebody need to put a phrase right there. Yes. And, and, and thirdly, we're sticking in John right here. John 10.10. 10. One of our scriptures that we stand on every week in real life. Part of how, uh, hey, we, we say it every week, y'all. We say it every week. Hallelujah. Come on, our declaration. Look at this. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Hey, Jesus said, I'm going to tell you what the thief come to do. The thief come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But guess what? I come. I come. I am that I am. The great I am. Come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. If you want to experience the abundant life for tonight, come on and shout out to God. Hey, glory to God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Hey, they, they, that they might have life. That we might have him, the life. Hey, the resurrection and the life. The way, the truth, and the life. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. And we almost done real life. We almost done tonight. I'm going I'm to start winding it down here. I want to go to the book of Hebrews. 4, 14 through 16. I want to read two versions, the New King James and the message. And, 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 and the message here is, we have not a high priest who cannot reason or could not recognize the pain or cannot feel the pain that we feel. Hallelujah. Let's go to scripture. Hallelujah. We're talking about a compassionate God now. We're talking about Jesus showing compassion. Hey, just like he showed to this widow woman. Hallelujah. Raising her son uh, from the dead. Ah, every day. Brand new mercies. Hey, glory to God. New King James. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was at all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Oh my God. Oh my God. Now let me read it from the message version. The message version says it like this. Now that we know what we have, Jesus, this great high priest, 
with ready access to God. Let's not let it slip through our fingers. We don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing, experienced it all, all but the sin. So let's walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. Take the mercy, accept the help. Oh my God, oh my God, hallelujah. Accept the help, take, the, take his mercy, hallelujah, hallelujah. God sees all, God knows all, he knows all about us. Hey, come on and put a praise right there. Yes, God, yes, God. Oh, we give you glory on tonight. Hey, see, God sees you, real life and friend. God knows what you're going through. Hey, even when you think he's forgotten about you, guess what? He's still right there. He's still having compassion. He's still thinking about you. Even when you can't, like my brother Elder Johnson say all the time, he's, he's there. Even, even when you can't trace him, guess what? He's still there. Oh, somebody put a praise right there. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. He's still right there with us. He said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He said be with us even to the end of the age. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Take the mercy. Accept the help. See, some of us are so uh, headstrong that we don't want to take help from nobody. Well, I'm, I'm here to tell you, please don't refuse Jesus' help. Please don't refuse Jesus' help. Yeah, Jesus is right there. Hey, all you got to do is call on him. He said, cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. If it were not so, I would not have told you. Oh, who wouldn't serve a God like that? Hey, glory to God. See, 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 Jesus could have stuck to the law and let the childless widow be taken care of by her community according to the, the law written in Deuteronomy. Instead, he had overwhelming compassion on her. Jesus felt this widow woman's hurt. He felt this widow woman's pain. Oh, God. He felt it. And I thought about that thing. I said, wait a minute. Just like the woman with the issue of blood, how she came up from behind in the press and touched the hem of his garment. And Jesus immediately knowing that virtue, power had went from out of him. Oh, this wasn't no ordinary touch. Oh, this was a touch of need. Hallelujah, a hurting touch. Hallelujah, this woman that gave all she had with all the doctors, all having all doctor reports. Hallelujah, that, 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 that didn't give her no, 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 no. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, help for her situation. And then he turned around and looked at the crowd again, another crowd of people with the woman with the issue of blood, said, who touched me? And we know the story, disciples, all these people, who what do you mean, Jesus, who touched you? Look at all these people. But he said, no, that wasn't no ordinary touch. That, uh, that touch, I felt it. And guess what? When he turned around, he already knew who it was. And guess what? He already knew the story before she told it. It was a done deal. Hallelujah. 
And guess what? Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Not only are you healed, you are whole of that infirmity. Oh, somebody needs to put a praise right there. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, Jesus' focus wasn't on the dead young man in the coffin. His focus was on this grieving widow woman. Says, see, in verse 13, it says, when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. Oh, God, he saw her. He saw all the hurt, all the pain, all the grief. Yeah, that she was experiencing. He saw her. He saw her. And guess what? He see us right now today. He see all the pain you're going through. He see all the hurt that you're going through. He see all the grief that you're going through. He said he's right there with you. He's right there with us. He loves us just that much. Hallelujah. Even when we can't trace him, he's right there. Trust him. Do it all. Trust him. Do it all. Trust him. Glory to God. We have not a high priest who cannot feel what we feel. He knows all about us. He knows our issues. And God knows we all have issues. My issue might not be your issue. Your issue might not be the next person's issue. But we all have issues. We all have things we go through in this life. And we all need Jesus. We all need him. We all need him. I don't care how much you try to do it on your own. Just like the woman with the issue of blood, doing everything, spent all the money she had, going to this doctor and that doctor, and still, hallelujah, end up bleeding. Hallelujah. But it wasn't until she made up in her mind, I got to get to Jesus. I got to get to Jesus. I got to get to Jesus. Grace, mercy, compassion. Oh, the three still keep ringing in my head. Hallelujah. Grace, mercy, compassion. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Ha, ah, grace, holy mercy, hallelujah, compassion. Oh, glory to God. Y'all gonna make me run again. Y'all gonna make me run again. Hey, glory to God. He loves us just that much, just that much. And guess what, y'all? Jesus already conquered death, hell, and the grave. Now seated at the right hand of the Father, forever making intercession for the saints, for us, his people, his chosen people. Glory, glory, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, the results when life and death encounter one another. Oh, 
Hallelujah, God. The results when life and death encounter one another. Somebody put a praise right there. Somebody put a praise right there. Glory to God. Glory to God. And let's go ahead on and end this Bible study lesson on tonight. Going to read the final verse of our text on tonight. And look what it says. It says, then, talking about after Jesus touched the coffin, the open coffin, spoke to the dead young man, the dead young man, hallelujah, did what Jesus commanded him to do. He rose, got up, and look what happens next. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, a great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited his people. Do y'all see that right there? See, fear here in verse 16 is reverence, not fright. I say it's reverence and not fright. See, it went from being a funeral procession to a praise party, giving God glory, giving glory to God, y'all. Oh, for what it just took place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The results when life and death encounter one another. And, and I want to end with this. The catalyst for this miracle was to ease the hurt, the pain, the grief of this widow woman, and also to give or present her back, her son, alive and well. Oh, oh, what a beautiful ending. Hallelujah. What a beautiful ending. Yes, yes. This widow woman in the city of Nain going to bury her only son, her only child. Her only child. And encounters Jesus encounters Jesus and look what happens. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful ending to this text on tonight. Hallelujah. Again, the results when life and death encounter one another. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your word on tonight. Lord God, I pray that the word was a blessing to not only you, but to your people as well. Lord, we thank you for this miracle that took place. Once again, a beautiful ending to such a tragic start. Hallelujah. 
And we know, God, if you did it for this widow woman, you can do it. You will do it for us. I don't know what the situation is. I don't know what your situation is that you might be facing right now. But God does. God knows all about it. He knows the whole story. Guess what, y'all? He knows the ending to the beginning. That's just how God works. He knows everything about us. The in-between, he knows it all. Hallelujah. We bless you for that, God. We bless you for that, God. We don't take you for granted, but we come acknowledging you in all our ways, knowing that it is you who directs our paths. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for leading us in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Lord, we thank you. We bless you now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Come on and put a praise right there. Hallelujah. Thank you all for joining us on YouTube and Facebook on tonight for another amazing Bible study. Remember, we're examining the miracles of the Bible. And tonight, this was truly a miracle. And this miracle was one of three that took place similar. I'm talking about people being raised from the dead. This was the first recorded one that Jesus raised from the dead in the book of Luke, the son of this widow woman in name, the other one, Jairus's daughter, and of course, Jesus's friend, Lazarus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So I thank you for tuning in on tonight. And if, if there's anyone tonight who doesn't know our Lord and Savior and the pardoning of their sins, I want to give you the opportunity right now to give your life to Jesus. I want you to turn over a new leaf. Hallelujah. If you're not saved, there's nothing like being saved. Hallelujah. What a life. What a life. Hallelujah. This is your opportunity right now. Right now. Father, I pray for that one out there tonight that's on the edge of giving their life to you, God. I want to ask you to touch their heart right now, God. Give them a heart of flesh and not a heart of stone, God, to accept you, to accept you as their Lord and Savior. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We come asking for forgiveness right now. We don't want nothing to stand in your way or hinder what you have to do in their life. So, God, we thank you. We bless you. And we forever give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to text the word salvation to the number 912-325-9959. Hallelujah. 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 Well, real life, that concludes our Bible study on tonight. Um, it was my privilege to teach on tonight to share the word of God with you on tonight. Father, we thank you. We bless you now. We ask that you uh, cover us and keep us, God, only as you can. 
Now, God, I speak the blessing of God over the people of God, the blessing that makes rich, and you add no sorrow with it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you all, and we look forward to seeing you on Sunday, virtual, uh, YouTube and Facebook for our Sunday worship experience. God bless you.